Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Now it's time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pop Brothers-in-Law, with special guest Ian Rassman from Los Angeles Normal, the oldest civil activist cannabis organization in the world. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is Mr. Joe Grande, as always. Thank you. It's always good to be here next to you and not afraid and making up excuses that I have to zoom in yeah. as I book a guest and then I leave and don't show up for my buddy Ian. Oh, quit. You know, quit and, oh. COVID shaming me. Oh. How am I COVID shaming you? You said those who aren't afraid to show Wait a second. up. Who's that I'm talking? Not the one who went to a super spreader event. Oh, now you're calling it a super spreader event. I can't go to a campgrounds. I can't look, go camping look, with look my at family. The beach you were at. It looked pretty. You know, I up. never. You know, my dad's been dead for almost twenty years, and the other day I get a text Don't message via Instagram. And I have an old Jewish father by the name of Craig Wasserman that goes, yeah, I love you. where are the mascot, mijo? He even, he even had the, the nerve to call me mijo. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Mijo? And then he hits me up when we get to the office. Joe, please stay away from me. You were at a, what's it called again? Super spreader. You were at a super spreader <laughs> event. A COVID spreader so event. So that is why Craig is not here in the office and smoking in his ah. beautiful office. Well, Ian, Ian just joined us right now from Cal Normal's probably thinking, well, why'd you guys let me join? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, yeah. He's backing he's six up. Six feet away. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. And, and Craig yeah. would have been six feet away, too. He's, but... not as, he's not as old as me. Oh, oh, that is true. Is Not too many people are. And yeah. Mark should be joining us. So if you hear somebody abruptly come in, Mark's just coming from courts, and Mark will be zooming in as well. So it should be a, a fun time. And on the show today, you guys, uh, like Blue just mentioned, we have Ian Rassman, and he's from L.A. Normal. We're going to get into him real big, but thank you guys all for listening to the podcast. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Cannabis Talk 101 at pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. Mark's at Waslaw. Craig's at Waslaw Dog. Blue's at one Christopher Wright, yes. and I am at Joe Grande 52. But before we get to you, Ian, I was told, Craig, you have some very important news that you want to oh. share with everyone. Yeah, two, two, two items. One is just really a statement about our current president and how he really feels about, about weed. Because he's, to me, he's lied in the past about his stance and what he was going to do. And I think he got a lot of swing voters the first time when he said, leave it up to the states. But his director of press communications... 
his director of press communications tweeted house dems more worried about pot dealers than providing relief for the american people because in the next coronavirus package the democrats have been trying to get in there um, um, items that deal with cannabis and cannabis relief that businesses that need relief in the cannabis space and all the republicans keep saying that they care more about cannabis than they do about the american people and they're trying to turn this into we're more worried or democrats are more worried about pot dealers is that how he's describing legitimate licensed cannabis businesses in and, the states that and this allowed? is from who, well, who from the office? i don't know that that's that, did, where are you reading this or are you ad-libbing this because it sounded like you were ad-libbing this bro <laughs> no it was ad-libbing what this was the press communication this is in a tweet from the press communication the director of press for the president's re-election campaign it's funny so how there, something like that will no come out and then he always, no, he always back, sure. tap there's dances no around it. around this. He is against weed at its core, no matter what he says. It's just terrible to always think when we hear something like that, and then he tap dances around it and says, no, that's not what we meant. That's not what we said. When it's like, why would you let this go out if you're the leader of this department right and you run it all you okay everything and it, then he's gonna flip-flop on this again which is just yeah another. i agree so i just wanted to get that out there everybody like, that's not what twice. he meant what was that all the supporters will say that's not what he meant when like you can read it verbatim and it's like well this is what they said how is it not what he meant well that's easy that's all he has to do is say i didn't say it and you play you play what he said right next to him and he's gonna say that's not what i said and He's then the media is sending fake information. It's like, no, they're not sending fake information. They're sending, they're reading exactly verbatim what you just said. It right. just it's, it baffles it me. All, Craig, happens all the time. Craig, with this it's guy. fake. Anyways, it's fake news. Real fake quick. news, Craig. And we, that's what we get we, all the time. Uh, after you we read posted exactly about what this here in California, how the DEA served a subpoena on the Bureau of Cannabis Control right. to get certain information about licensed distributors. In the subpoena, they wanted unredacted cannabis licenses unredacted cannabis license applications and unredacted shipping manifests. That's what the DEA was going after the BCC for. And remember the only way now the DEA can spend money on investigations, but if so, if a business is compliant in the state that they're in, then the DOJ can't use money to prosecute them. So let's not get things twisted that the federal government is no longer in still investigating cannabis crimes that fall outside of legal businesses. Now, we've we've been informed and we've heard that there are certain licensed companies, distributors, potential cultivators that are selling licensed legal weed out of the back door. And uh, we heard this a couple of weeks ago. And I think the subpoena against the three uh, distribution companies, the BCC fought it. The federal court literally just came down. I'm going to read the excerpt. U.S. Magistrate Judge Linda Lopez sided with DEA on Monday, hey. finding that the agency subpoena meets requirements for an enforceable request, which I guessed would happen. The court finds that the United States has sufficiently established the relevancy of the subpoena to meet the, quote, not especially constraining standard. Mm. The judge the judge wrote in or in her order. The court does not find that the subpoena is too indefinite or broad. The court finds that the record sought in the subpoena, all documents, including unredacted cannabis licenses, license applications, and shipping manifests, 
are relevant to an investigation into importation or transportation of marijuana crude oil from Mexico by specific licensees. Court finds thus that the subpoenas and the communication between the agencies together are sufficient to establish the relevance of the requested records to the investigation. They ended it with, it's not clear if the state's going to appeal. So they're going after, and, and it being federally illegal, I didn't think that the uh, state was going to win. So the fact that they're asking for manifests tells me huge that they're going after the licensed entities that aren't in compliance and still slinging stuff out the back door. Can you put that so in that, a little more layman's terms, Craig? Because what I'm interpreting and what I hear from that, first of all, can you break that down a little more layman's terms before I give you what I think it says? Can you please? Sure. So the DEA issued a subpoena. Right. That's a request for records on the Bureau of Cannabis Control, which is the where which is where all the applications for distribution are filed. All your papers, all your documents, manifest, which is the document showing who picked up where the weed came from with the license number from the cultivator, who transporting it and who's buying it. Could be a distributor, could be a retailer, but it's all track and trace with license numbers and the whole nine yards. So that's what that's one of the things that that they're going after are the manifests. And why are they because saying it's coming from Mexico? Did they are, they got a hunch? They got a lead? Where are they? It saying- could be. It, 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 I have no idea. It doesn't say whatever the you know that that's Big Brother we're talking about. So we we always tell people that say you know if they're in the wrong side of the of the of the market, we tell them you're gonna it's gonna happen. You're gonna get caught sooner or later, and this is what's happening. Sooner or later, they're gonna get caught. Whether it's a small percent leading to the rest of them packing up and not doing it anymore or people will still do it because they're let's you know let's let's call it uh let's let's call it as it is that uh some people are criminals and they're going to keep doing it until they go to jail so is this a circumstance uh, where you're in the game and you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar because now the federal government's cracking down on the bcc and whatever information they find out they're going to find out that if you were slinging packs out the back door so to speak like you just said they're going to be able Correct. to figure this Correct. out. So they're going to come in and they're going to go over these manifests. And we've heard of this happening as well. And it might start with a cultivator selling to a licensed distributor. And it could be for at a price that far out, that far exceeds the regular re, the regular wholesale value, because from the distributor, it's not going to a licensed retailer. It's disappearing somewhere into thin air and whether that's going out the back door or not uh we believe the dea is going to be cracking down on that and it could be people importing it in and out of mexico or or mexico could just be one of the reasons that they're using so the to cartel justify, cartel to might justify. have their hands in it somehow somewhere oh, they've been having their I hands mean, in it. they've been from jump street right but of course so wouldn't it be almost idiotic or is it people trying to get some books to show money being moved legitimately but they're trying to bring the black market into the legal market when it's like no 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 you can't do no this. so no, they're not trying to bring the black market into the legal market i mean things kind of turned around with a lot of black market grows cultivations shutting down so everybody there's a little shortage of weed so a licensed distributor can actually make more money selling it to a black market retailer or a black market distributor that's what i mean i don't understand and, why they wouldn't and, want and to just do that it's, it's 
Go ahead. Off book. Why wouldn't they want to just do that off the books? It's like, okay, why would I want to put this on the books when I know I'm, you know, grabbing some weed that's not tracked to trace? So I can't really do this that way. Is it just the, the stupidity of people? or is it I, I just- believe it is. I believe it's, it's, I mean, some of it's greed, some of it's survival. I mean, a lot of licensed companies have been doing both sides of the illegal and legal market. Of course. But with all our clients, oh, no. they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on these licenses. You can't take a risk. You got to just you, you, you got to just put your nose, you know, to the grindstone. And, you know, I'm afraid you know, to tell you will Craig end up making money but right now. The, the margins um, aren't there like they were in the, the black market. And uh, people are just oh, doing both sure. sides or think it's lax and they're not going to get caught. <laughs> and it's that simple. Rats. And distributors can sell it for a lot more to a black market customer than they can to a someone in the regulated market who just can't simply can't afford the prices that they're selling to the black market. How much did the, the government give you for this information? Yeah. Like, what was that? Did, did, How- you, did you guys get like paid to give them this information or did you just do it free willingly? <laughs> I'm just reporting the news. No, I, the, yeah, you know, you reported it months ago, my friend, before this. Right, actually- and now look what happened. Oh, and right. now look what happened. Right, exactly. Listen to my big brother. It's amazing. Oh, welcome to the show. It's amazing. <laughs> welcome to the show, Mark. It's amazing. So that's it. I just wanted to follow up because that was an ongoing just story. Just hot that we had tips everywhere, huh? About the subpoena and about whether or not the court would find in favor of granting the subpoena because I think the BCC was also to break it down. They were trying to argue it was overbroad. They want everything. Just, just, and, just and real what quick. reason do they want it for? And I guess the disclosure that they wanted these certain items and the reason why was enough to uh, was enough ju- justification for the federal court to hold I, that. The subpoenas I, I got a question for valid. you, though, Blue, How, with your he experience. Yeah. And I believe you have. Well, I don't know about the most experience. Well, I would say the most experience. Craig has a lot as well. What's the workaround, man? How, how do you maneuver if you're one of there these isn't. companies that that did that? They've been doing it. Everybody's saying it. they've been doing it, but, but you're now, now you got the, caught with the hand of the cookie jar. No, though. no, but see, so, so here, they can lose their license. They're no, going to lose their. They can very no, well lose no, no, their no. license. They're probably going to get major civil fines under the BCC regulations and potentially face criminal, uh, definite criminal violations at the federal level because we know a lot of people are are, are exporting well, to so, other states so, and that's so, going to come up and that kind of can be found and that's felonies at the state and federal well, so here, here's the not here's the workaround they, the guys that are selling it here locally they're not selling it to other states other states are coming here to get it okay so the, it is going to other states either way but, but that's not but you're not you're not you're not breaking that law so that that eliminates most of the guys yeah, you are Yes, not, you are. Not, if you sell it to somebody who's coming from another state, you're selling yeah, but, it to somebody uh, but without you, a license from California. No, 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 no. So he, here's here's what I'm saying is is that you meet Bill in the bar. Bill's like, hey, let's go down here and buy it. He does. You don't know if they're coming or they're going or where they're from. You didn't check their ID and say, oh, this guy's from Chicago. I'm selling they it to get, him. When they get caught in Chicago, going to Chicago with your weed, you're going to be part of a criminal conspiracy. Uh, 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 and you're trust be, uh, me. Up on felony. So, so, so where, where this you conspiracy know, goes, you say it, you don't know. It turns into a RICO. It turns into to Correct. Uh, uh, it turns into conspiracy. It turns into and, and I know all about this. And, a lot of bad because how stuff. can you prove you got it from me, right? Well, well because I, I've been I've been that. named in one of these in one of these rings. Okay, I've had the the feds uh, allegedly you said send me in and a whole ring of this and and back in in 2010 I'd say I got a letter from the Fed saying that hey look you you were a part of an investigation your phone's been tapped 
you you were part. Uh, we had to. We have to let you know because you uh, you were your name was brought into it. So we were listening to your basically your phone calls and and doing something, and then they what they said is the ring was coming from uh, Canada. They were bringing in pot from Canada to um, to California. California was then packaging it, sending money to Mexico. Mexico was then buying cocaine and sending it back to Canada. And you it were was a just dealer? and it was this whole Whoa. ring, right? No, this is this is you, you were my you were my mentor, Craig. No, Craig, don't act like you're, you're not the mentor. Like, like you weren't the UCLA <laughs> plug. Back yeah, in the day. No. I was the mule. Yeah, no, no. So, so you know, and somehow or another, my name got dropped into it, and I and I I had to uh, get my, uh, uh, you know, I got my little letter in the mail. But I, I've seen this this story happen in in a in a big way in two thousand like eight two thousand ten area, and uh, you know, it's it's just happening again now with licensed facilities because now these same guys that were doing it in two oh eight. 209, 210, uh, you know, it, they're just now licensed facilities, and, and so they're they're trying to figure it out, you know. And Ian, jump in. What are your thoughts on all this? Oh, I, this, this uh, you know, I, I really have to defer to the attorneys over there on, uh, you know, uh, the implications of doing that, but um, certainly there's a, a massive disparity between the regulated market and the illicit market. Sure. Well, guess what, guys? When we come back, we have Ian... From Cal Normal, patent holder, lifelong entrepreneur. We'll be right back after this break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule. You'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is Joe Grande. Mark and Craig Wasserman are joining us today. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Via Zoom as Mark Hello. just dropped Hello. his keys. Hello. Mark just dropped his joint on his court. lap live from court. He's smoking in the courtyard in the courthouse. Is that legal, Mark? Well, I uh, am not in the no smoking zone. My motor vehicle is not operating. And I have my California physician's recommendation so I'm okay, and I'm celebrating because we just had a uh, nice little victory in court for a cannabis patient who shot the fuck up. Fantastic. Joe, tell us what's going on in the show, bud. Well, you guys, Ian Rasman, as you said, Blue, is an inventor, a patent holder, a lifelong entrepreneur with over 25 years of experience in tech, startups, and senior management. Uh, he's lived in Los Angeles for over 34 years. He was a huge fan of Joe Grande on Power 106, <laughs> yes. Kiss FM, and a- AM 570. Who? Joe who? He has worked in over a dozen countries, and when he did, he there used to go. always listen to Joe Grande. I'm just reading his bio, you guys. Ian is also <laughs> a cannabis advocate with the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, otherwise known as Normal, capital N, capital O, capital R, capital M, capital L. That's normal, you guys. Yes. Holding the role of executive director and president of the Los Angeles Chapter Normal. He recently specialized in compliant baking and payment solution services, uh, the regulatory uh, cannabis industry. He provides onshore financial solutions for cannabis-related businesses, as well as traditional merchant services for non-cannabis businesses. Thank you, Ian, for being a part of the show. It's always good to run across you again. It's honestly great to be here and see you guys no doubt. Thank I'm you. glad Mark and Craig can book you and then and, you know stiff you and not be here with you. It's very nice of them. <laughs> Fantastic, what guys. With the lawyers? It's just like the washermen's to do. But let's uh, start with Ian. Uh, tell us about Normal. What What's the story about Normal and the Los Angeles chapter? Break it all down for us. Sure. Yeah. So uh, we're one of the oldest chapters in the country. We were founded in 1973 uh, by Bruce Margolin. And as you mentioned, we're a regional chapter of the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. So we support Normal's mission to repeal uh, the prohibition of marijuana at the local, state, and the federal level by educating those in our community about marijuana, hemp, and their potential medical and industrial benefits while promoting the use of responsible uh, use by uh, responsible use of marijuana by adults. Thanks for the great example over there, Mark. Um, and we represent the <laughs> interests of consumers uh, of Los Angeles. And importantly, we are an all-volunteer organization. Really? So you're not getting paid for this gig? No, I, but I do get to hang out with cool people like you guys. So right. it's, well, that's, <laughs> that's pretty nice right there, I would have to say. Yeah, for sure. What led Fantastic you into getting involved in this down. organization? Um, you know, I uh, sort of, as you mentioned from my bio, and thanks so much, it sounds great coming from you. Um, uh, I was working in uh, the banking sector doing merchant services, and in uh, 2017, I recognized that things were going to change substantially in cannabis in California, so I'm going to be part of that. Um, and I jumped in and I quickly realized what a true disaster um, the financial industry is as it relates to cannabis because of the ambiguity of uh, cannabis being you know, legal in California, illegal federally. So anyway, it's a, it's a mess for banking. So I kind of got in it to, uh, to 
to push forward on the industry that I wanted to be part of. Like, I was not going to be the guy to show up and be like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Like, I wanted to find something that I could do to help push this all forward and feel good about, you know, that I was pushing the industry forward, uh, an industry that I expected to make a living from. Sure. So, so that was sort of the motivation to get involved with Normal. I um, uh, met uh, Bruce Margolin and Keith Strop and some of the real OG founders of the organization. Um, and I found that my values, uh, my core values really lined up with Normal. Um, you know, it's a consumer advocacy group um, advocating for uh, patients' rights. And not only that, you guys stick up for a lot of minorities. Yeah. I've read that and seen that. And how does that tie in? And, and I love the fact that Normal does that. Well, you know, the, the, the history of cannabis has got incredibly dark racist overtones. Uh, even the word marijuana itself, we all know, um, you know, was uh, devised to separate people and label people and say basically, you know, these Mexicans, it's a Mexican word, yeah. coming up from across the border. Marijuanos. Yeah. yeah. Um, coming from across the border to, to do bad things here. So, you know, we've been right from day one, uh, we've been cannabis has been weaponized uh, against minority communities right from day one. You know, I, I wrote down um, a little quote. I hope you don't mind me reading Please. it. This is, so um, President Nixon's, uh, so this is 1968, President Nixon's advisor, John Ehrlichman, uh, later admitted Nixon's true motivations for passing the bill. And this is a quote. The Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and black people. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and the blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. I Sounds mean, like what we're going to hear from the go well, government it, today. It's, it's, <laughs> it's exactly what's happening right now, and so you better be careful with, with how you vote. Yeah. Yeah, and, no, and that's how they're doing it right now. That's how the administration the is right now. No, I feel like that's how the media is right now. What are your thoughts on it, current events right now? I mean, as you state back from... Be honest. From, yeah, be honest. What, what do you think? Do you feel like it's very similar? Um... That's exactly what's I, I think cannabis has never stopped being used as a weapon uh, against our minority communities. Um, you know, I grew up here in the, uh, in the 80s and 90s and 2000s, you know, when the war on drugs was raging through Los Angeles. Um, and it was fierce here in L.A. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We have uh, we're well known to be a, a large melting pot here in Los Angeles. And therefore, we have a disproportionate number of minority uh, people of color. Um, and, and they were arrested at numbers that are staggering. Um, when you consider our population, we just locked up tons and tons of black and brown people. Um, and, and this had devastating effects on our communities, on the family structures, on these uh, families' opportunities to, uh, to advance economically and socially. Uh, you know, when you break up the family unit and throw a mother, a father, a sister, a brother in jail, um, that's devastating. Uh, and this this was routinely done across the country, but in numbers in still, Los Angeles that are staggering. And it's still going on. Oh, yeah. Still happening still, today. It's still going on to this day. It still disproportionately impacts the minority community, Absolutely. marijuana enforcement. It's just it's it's continuing and it's 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 actually disgusting that the leaders of our country have not changed things. Uh, when we have a plant that over and over and over and over again, we know the uh, health benefits from it let alone the economic 
uh, benefits that could come from reasonable regulations of cannabis. You know, Ian, I, I, I've actually had some some really good experiences for myself, uh, you know, back in, in the days when, you know, normal was uh, around. And Bruce, Bruce, you know, has been in my life for, for a long time. Um, you know, I would say in my 20s, he used to come out to the Cottonmouth Kings events um, in Hollywood. And we would be on stage with a bunch of our boys and stuff that were rapping and whatnot. And it was a group, you know, called the Cottonmouth Kings at the time in Cypress Hill. And Bruce would come out to those events and, and preach, you know, about normal and about the, the movement of cannabis and how, you know, it can help people. And if anybody needed his card, it was Bruce Margolin. And, really? Yeah. So, so you know, I've I'm, I'm known Bruce for, I mean, m- many, many years. And one of the things that... Uh, that kind of was was shocking to me is is I had a a store here in, in you know called Village Flora in Orange County and and I opened that store up and you know I was told that I was going to get raided and and um, I remember you know they were saying well two things happen is you know contact normal and tell them the moment it's happening and you know they came out and you know and did a whole you know protest in front of my store normal did yeah oh yeah. really oh yeah you know and then and then you're yeah, years later, you know, I you know I met Candace here in Orange County, and Candace I believe is is probably the running normal here or she's, part of it. She's my she's oh, honestly truly my hero. She really um, helped bring me into the organization, showed yeah. me the path, and showed me how to be a proper activist. Her and Bruce really truly my my direct personal heroes in helping get sure. get involved in this. So so Candace and I you know we met at my at, at Cannabis Talk One Hundred One's first studio. And, um, you know, and I was trying to explain to her, like, hey, you know, I, I think I was here, blah, blah, blah. And she actually, um, uh, she, she was talking to me about how, you know, they needed space to do their meetings and whatnot. So I just literally was like, here's the keys. And she's like, well, you're not going to be here. And I'm like, nope, go ahead. And she's like, well, you know, here's the here's the password, the alarm code, <laughs> you know, run your meetings and, and set up shops. So she ran uh, can- out of Cannabis Talk 101. She ran the normal meetings for probably, I'd say, six months or something. Really? Like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. She, she's awesome. I, yeah. I want to say she's been running Orange County Normal for like 17 years or yeah. something. And, and, and the yeah. the things that she's accomplished here in Orange County have been really, truly staggering. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's a great person, yeah. and, and like I said, it, for for me, you know, she ended up linking up with I think OC something else, a dispensary or something like that, and doing it her meetings there. Uh, but you know, I we, we we gave her the 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 floor for several months to just do her thing. That's here. a great story. I had no idea. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah, they, yeah. They, they but made... the one thing he didn't say was when he went to go watch those bands, the Cottonmouth Kings, he was also there to see Imperial Stars. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, don't <laughs> cut the band short, dog. Come on. It might have been For Imperial those who Assassins don't know, okay, <laughs> that was blues group, Imperial Assassins. Or Imperial Stars. I don't one remember. One or the <laughs> other, but that, you know, Google the name and you'll see the clowns <laughs> that shut down the 101 freeway and blew on top of that bus, but, you know. This is true, I I mean, that's the dope part when you think about things like that. You were performing with those guys. So Normal's been around for a long time. You get involved. 50 years. 50 50 years. years. I mean, what was the sniff that made you even smell this corporate or this, this organization, not corporation? Like, how did you even find them? Candace, honestly. Like, and how did you find Candace? And what led you to finding, hey, let's stick up for people probably, with, with cannabis and let's, yes. you know, be on this crusade. It's hard to even remember where I met Candace now, but it's probably at some, <laughs> some cannabis <laughs> event somewhere, somewhere along the way. 
and um, and I recognized what she was doing, and I and I saw her passion, and she's a volunteer also. Um, but she's like I said, they've accomplished some amazing amazing things here yes. in Orange County. Yes, they have. So um, so I joined her organization, um, joined uh, the board down there, and and learned. You know, just got involved and started learning. So yeah. as, as we were talking to, to uh, we're talking to Ian Rasman, and he's the L.A. you know head of uh, Normal. As we're heard in 86 different countries and someone's sitting here, let alone in the United States, how do they get involved in the normal in their area? It's a great question. So um, there actually are uh, normal. Uh, normal was really started as an American thing to change our laws here. But there are actually chapters all around the world. Um, I even connected up. I'm Irish. I connected up with a chapter in Ireland. I'm like, wow, this is great. Really? Um, and, you know, their laws are just terrible over there. Yeah. So um, um, you can go to normal.org and you can find all the chapters that are around the country um, and even around the world. And there's contact information and um, reach out to your local chapter. But it's really important, I think, uh, to get involved to do something. If you want to support this injury as a consumer and you want to see it grow, then you should get involved because we're not, Absolutely. things are not settled yet. Right. Oh, how far from it. I mean, and, and if anything at a minimum follow nor go to normal's page and they have pre-written letters oh, yeah. to your representatives, whether it's state federal, you put in your zip code and it comes up with who you're supposed to send it to. They have pre-written letters in support of cannabis and cannabis laws and bills. Exactly. And at the minimum, go on and take that move. I mean, it, it, and that's such a minimum thing to, to get off your butt and do in support of this plan. If you don't want to go out and do stuff and, and go to meetings and get like that active, at least do that. And it's so simple yeah. to go in there and support with the uh, resources that are on Normal's website. It's, it's just ridiculous that that's available and so easy. We just need more people to do it. As uh, Dana Rohrbacher told us years ago, that uh, the only thing politicians understand is getting reelected. So you add in the form letters that are written for you. Yep. You don't vote how I want you to vote in my area. We're going to vote you out. Yep. You know what I like about normal going back to the beginning, you know, we caught talk about Margolin and Keith Stroop. One of the, uh, Ian, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe one of the, one of the founding board members was a fellow named Hunter Thompson. Yeah, I believe he was on the uh, advisory board of directors uh, with Keith. Yeah. And he's a guy who believed in the legalization of all drugs. Yep. And in fact, now uh, up in Aspen, when they have normal uh, meetings, you know, they do those twice a year Well, before COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have that big party up at Hunter Thompson's ranch with his wife. And uh, I've been there a couple times. Have you had a chance to go there, Ian? No, but that sounds pretty awesome, Mark. Well, and the cool thing about it, and I still have a picture, if you've seen the movie Fear and Loathing yeah. in Las Vegas. Of course. Yeah. Johnny <laughs> Depp seen that plays movie. Hunter Thompson, and they got that convertible red yeah. car. That is his actual car. Oh, really? And that car, yep, that car remains in his uh, shed that he has on the on the property, his wife keeps it. And uh, I wasn't supposed to go in there, all the heads of normal when I was like three or four years ago that I went, stay out of that garage. I went in there, I sat in there, I took some pictures of the car. I'm sure after a few drinks, cool. I'm sure you did. That's absolutely <laughs> an iconic car, no doubt. Mark saw, I'm just gonna go in there a little tipsy, I'm high, I'm drunk, whatever. <laughs> 
not Mark. Uh, Ian, I want to talk about the Moore Act. I mean, yeah. you know, the Moore Act is there on the table. Of course, yep. Mark Washerman's going to crap on it like he always does. What are your thoughts as he's shaking his head and going crazy in his car right now? What are your thoughts on the Moore Act and how people can die. support this? Wow, I wish you would right now. Um, I wasn't talking to you, Mark. I'm talking to Ian. Please. So, so the MORE Act, actually, it's really important. Uh, if this legislation went all the way through, it would easily be the most substantial piece of reform uh, that we've seen in the last 50 years of normal's history. Um, uh, so MORE, what does it stand for? Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act. Very briefly, it decriminalizes marijuana and specifically removes marijuana from the list of scheduled substances under the Controlled Substances Act, and it eliminates criminal penalties for individuals who manufacture, distribute, or possess marijuana. Um, this is very critical. Uh, there's a critical distinction here um, in uh, descheduling rather than rescheduling. Like, I don't think any of us are interested in a reschedule of this no. to go from schedule one to schedule two. I mean, sure. like that really doesn't push us forward. It needs to be descheduled. It needs to be more like alcohol and tobacco and, you know, regulated and, and whatnot, but, you know, not, not scheduled like a, like a dangerous drug. Um, I, I think it's a. It, it's you're very right about that. I think what's happened is they they've categorized it with the most powerful drugs on the planet: Earth. heroin, cocaine, heroin, cocaine. Crack. Uh, these are manufactured. Like, these are chemicals. manufactured chemicals yeah. um, put together to create a high. Whereas this is a plant that is very organic, and, and you can grow it on the side of the freeway. And and it literally <laughs> is in 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 a lot of places. I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but when you're driving through Kentucky, you know, there's there's cannabis right there on the side of the road. It grows uh, like a weed. It just grows like a weed on the side of the road. And, That's and why they it used to be weed. one of their biggest exports. Uh, yeah. Some time ago. Yeah, and, and a lot of people don't even know that. Like, I, I, I was actually, funny story, this is an alleged story, driving th <laughs> driving through there one time years ago, dude, and I'm loaded up with something. I don't know what it was. And I'm looking over to the side, and I'm like, dude, that looks like weed right I there. I love your stories. And and we're looking at the side of it, and I'm going, there's no way. <laughs> and my buddy's like, that is weed right there, bro. And I'm like, no, that's not weed. So I literally pulled over, and I'm thinking, well, should I be pulling over with weed in the car? You know, I don't want to pull over and look at this weed. And I'm pulling over, and I'm walking up, and sure enough, there's nugs on a plant and everything. And I'm like, no way, dude. Can and we I'm, just grab a few at least? Yeah, and I was going to grab some. My buddy's like, don't touch it. And I'm like, why? He's like, it's trash, bro. It'll, it'll, you know, you'll get a headache. It doesn't get you high, and this and that. It's mainly for this and that and they they, they actually create it they, they they grow it there's farmers out there they're growing it all along the freeway and they're growing it for like um different purposes but they they take they're they're extracting all the the, the thc out yeah, of it they're using so, it i'm sure for yeah, whatever for cbd purposes. cbns whatever you know they're they're yeah, sure yeah yeah it's really right there on the side of the freeway it's, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's the a problem with the more act is this tell me unless we flip McConnell. the senate <laughs> It will die on the floor of the Senate. It's already happened. Well, it's yep. already happened with marijuana Don't reform. let your seven-year-old ask these guys about Santa because they'll and just say he's not real. unless we flip the House. <laughs> and even then, we may need the supermajority to overcome a freaking veto. If Biden, if Biden wins, which I hopefully he will, you know, he's not pro-cannabis. He wants people no. to get rehab still. He's yeah. got his head up his ass. He's, I of, can't believe of all, of all the, the of all the candidates that rose all to the, the top. All the candidates. Sure. It had to be him at the end of the day. Unfriendly but I think the, 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 the House of Representatives have already moved. If we flip the Senate, I think Biden's going to have no choice but to sign whatever is put in front of him. 
And if they don't, I think they might be able to come up with a majority, hopefully to override the veto. But if he vetoed some kind of bill like that, I think that'd be hell to pay. So, of course, Kamala Harris is from California, so she's, you know, she's got she's got his ear, but he's still he's still got the old. She's from Oakland, dog. I think she's going to represent the town and, you know, she's going to represent California. That's her past, but she's flipped on that past. When she was doing her job, she did throw the hammer down, but she's really loosened up on it. Yeah, she's doing her job, and hopefully she does her job she, and represents for the people. She has signed on to sponsor yeah, now she the Morak. Do her job hey, oh, she has. Sure do you that, hear huh? this? Do you two knuckleheads yeah, yeah, yeah. here, Ian? She she is a, is a supporter of the Morak. Oh, no, I no. understand absolutely. No, since well, yeah, she's you yeah. know since her time she as a prosecutor, to. she's become more progressive as far as legalizing cannabis and things like that, which I understand that. And I think she's far ahead of the game. She's much farther ahead of the game than Biden is as far as yeah. her thoughts on decriminalizing completely and taking it out and descheduling it and letting the states decide. Isn't it sad, though, that we have uh, at today greater than 66 percent of the population supporting uh, decriminalizing and, and, and just stop making a crime? And out we of can't cannabis. do nothing. Yeah, 66 percent. And it goes up, it goes up by about one or two points every year. So it's continuously climbing. 42 states. Right? The representatives aren't listening. Well, well, Why don't they listen to the people that elect them? Well, you know, it, it every is, state. I think it's more it, than the, the, their, their thought process. I think it's that the. The, the world's got to catch up. I mean, you know, there's a lot of elder folks out there that no, still they have to believe. Catch up. No, no, no. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Is the, the, we're almost like a bumper car. We're pushing them out of position. Do you know what I mean? Like they're sitting in there and they're in the front seat still driving. And it's like, no, 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 no. And it's like you bump them and they always don't just pop off. You know, you physically got to yeah, bump these guys out. Yeah, but this is a freight train right, right now and it ain't going to stop. I, you know, it's I gonna, agree. The train is coming, but the train hasn't got derailed yet, you know, to, to put the new the new folks in uh, in the Senate, the, in the in the places where well, let's they get make everybody the, out there and vote. Yeah, well, we're, we're working on that. We're it's very simple. That. You could probably go to normal. I know I Googled it. Just candidates in favor of marijuana or cannabis smoke reform. Smoke the vote. And yeah. Normal has a whole campaign vote. called Smoke the Vote. And what, what is that? Explain a little more, Ian. Um, go to normal. Smoke dot, the vote. Yeah, go to normal.org and you can um, follow along and smoke the vote and you can see who's supporting uh, the legislation in different uh, areas and you, you know who, uh, who you can vote for. I, I want to stay on the MORE Act for a moment if we can. Please. Because this... this so and and Craig, to go back to something to what you said um, about the form letters that we put out on our website. So I want to talk uh, for a minute specifically about what the Moore Act could mean for Los Angeles, right? Okay. So um, the Moore Act, as it may affect Los Angeles, due to our large population, the passage of this bill may release federal money and assistance disproportionately to LA County. There are 11 members of Congress in L.A. that could have influence in the passage of this legislation. So we wrote letters to these representatives asking them to sign on to this legislation and support it. And we gave them the bullet points that I'm about to give you here to explain why they should do so. And we also reached out to our community, Craig, with those letters that you're talking about, the pre-formatted letter that they could send to these 11 representatives. Like, this is your representative. Copy, paste. Tell them that you support this. So what could this do for L.A.? Expungement, number one. The Moore Act would expunge the records of those with prior cannabis convictions. And a study by the Government Accountability Office found that Los Angeles County had the most per capita cannabis arrests of any major county in the United States during the period of 1980 to 2010. Los Angeles 
county residents would thus disproportionately benefit from a policy that would expunge, expunge cannabis convictions, which often functions as a significant barrier to obtaining employment and other critical benefits, right? So at, the time, at, at a time of uh, pressing economic need, the MORE Act would provide a boost to some of the county's more vulnerable residents. That's expungement. Immigration, we all know what a sensitive topic that is um, nationally and, and here in Los Angeles. It's sure. a core part of our story, right? Let's not forget that. Um, the MORE Act would also protect immigrants from being denied citizenship because they work in the cannabis industry and remove the threat of deportation for those immigrants involved in minor cannabis violations. Immigrants make up more than 35% of the population of Los Angeles County, higher than any other major county in the United States. And the MORE Act would thus provide critical protections to a substantial percentage of county residents and help ensure that they can participate in the growing cannabis economy without fear of reprisals by the federal government. You know, th this this you know, this is directly affects me because, one, you know, I know plenty of my friends that I grew up with that have gotten little little charges that were, you know, they've got caught with, you know, five or five pounds of weed back in the day. And they're trying to deport them. Even half ounces, for God's sake. You know, I mean, less than that. The yeah. half ounce is not not so much unless they had criminal records with that. But you know, four or five pounds. I think it was over three pounds that they would they were trying to um, deport you. You know, and this is somebody that was not like that didn't just hop to the border and you know, he was born here, bro. Like his whole family was born here. I mean, his his parents weren't born here, but I mean, him and his brother were brought here like at the age of like I, you know two years old where they you know they've been their entire life they're they've graduated high school it's, they're going to college they pay taxes i had a story i put I, yeah. I was going to post the other day never got around to posting it but it was called a puff too far and it's a daca resident someone who's eligible for the daca program had to go back to mexico for some reason and during the pandemic and all this other crap that happened i'm not we're not immigration attorneys so i don't know the exact details but on his way back in he, I don't, I don't know if he had to go back to Mexico to fill out certain papers in order to come back here. He had to answer whether he smoked weed or not. He admitted that oh. he did, and that kills the immigration process. Oh, yeah. Stranded yeah. in Mexico now. Well, hold that I mean, thought, guys. How hypocritical that people are making millions and millions of dollars, and this poor kid who took admitted to taking a puff. Yeah is now precluded from coming into the United States. Well, hold that. How ass backwards is that? Hold that thought, Craig. We'll be right back after this break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pine oh. Brothers at And we are here with Ian from Normal. And, you Yee. know, right now, before we get to the big high five, we got to get back to Ian because we were just the war on cannabis and specifically its impact. Sure on Los Angeles. Ian, what else you got to say about it? Yeah, so this is really a core part of our story on who Los Angeles Normal is. So, number one, a couple of uh, things about Los Angeles. As the most populous county in the United States with over 10 million people, LA has a population greater than 41 individual states. That's nuts. I know, right? So, and we are arguably the largest cannabis-friendly city on the planet, right? I mean, that's, nobody would dispute that. So. Uh, Today, a significant portion of the California cannabis industry considers L.A. home, and there's no doubt that significant cannabis dollars are flowing through our streets, right? I mean, in the Bay Area as well. I mean, of course, it's coming from, you know, the trifecta up there, but yeah. Los Angeles is definitely the ports, too. They're putting it on there, getting rid of it, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They don't use the ports, Joe. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) So when Francisco, they do. When it comes to cannabis, um, there's a great dichotomy between Los, the Los Angeles of today and the Los Angeles of the past, right? So L.A. is well-known around the world as this large melting pot with people from all over the place. Um, and, and due to our large numbers and diverse population, we have a significant population of black, brown, and minority residents in L.A., right? So the war on drugs in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s ravaged these communities, uh, locking people up in massive numbers. Um, today, with all the cannabis dollars flowing through Los Angeles, it's vitally and morally important to consider social equity measures and criminal expungement that specifically address these communities. Right? So opportunity must be created to ensure that the communities most negatively, negatively impacted by cannabis criminalization will now benefit from this new regulated market. So this is really an important and part ha- of the Los Angeles story. And how does that happen, And I love the... the the stats and facts about it, but how does the execution happen? How do the black and brown get to benefit from this? 
Well, so we do have a social equity program in LA, and I'm glad that we have one. But I, I think it's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. So I know I, I, it, it falls short. It is, it there's is. no doubt. Tell the truth about it. What do you mean? Don't fall there's short. No, okay, speak so on it. I, I'll jump in and just because I'm a minority, it's probably easier for me Fuck. to say this. Is, is that you know there's a lot of unsophisticated people that have gotten these licenses that don't know how to operate businesses so when you have that are well, the minorities well, well, no the, not, and, no, well, no just, no, just not with the social no no the social equity program is different than that these people don't even aren't getting anything because the system was set up unfairly well hold on, on how people on how people applied for social equity in the first place we're so, not talking so, about so they, people who are already are in they were in on pre-icos no, we're, so we're talking about the people that got them, and then and then now that they have them, you've got so so me and you. Let's say you're a multimillionaire, you're an investor, and and I'm I'm sitting here with the but the being license. a minority, black and brown, I'm the minority, right? And I'm saying here, let's let's go into business. Oh, so I, I put the own, money up. I have to own fifty one percent, which means I have complete control of your money, your business, everything that you're throwing at me. Okay. So which is very difficult for someone that just you know. I give you two million dollars and say you're going to take fifty one percent of it because you're a minority. Hundred percent. Yeah, and, and then and, I get forty nine percent. No, it's I don't not get about control. a minority. It's that not the simple. fact that you know, no, no, it, you know. So, it, <laughs> and you can also do a third. Too, and then, and then, the not only that though, the 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 actual the actual stuff that went down inside of Los Angeles. I mean, we're talking Los Angeles minority. You know, there was there was a lot of the portals opened up early. People knew about that. They were utilizing it. The other people I heard didn't about those. Get. Yeah. So now you've also got some kind of a sneaky, like you know, I would say suspicion of foul play. Um, and and. And so, you know, and, and then people... Well, do you know the, the outcome city, of all that? Yeah, they gave everybody an opportunity to... to no. To, What's the outcome? To, to, they're they're no, they're giving out an extra 100 licenses. They did a whole research and report by some guy who said that the people that got in early were normalized. So whatever that means, that their number was put where it should have been if they had logged in at the right time. And uh, that's what they found. Uh, there was a lawsuit against the city because of all the early sign-ins and an alleged potential fraud. And uh, that got settled on the eve of a restraining order hearing. And that's when the city allowed 100 more in. And they're going to give out, I believe, the next round. They're changing the next round from first come, first serve to a lottery system. So it won't matter as long as you apply within a certain window, you're going to be up for a lottery and then no one can complain they got in early or, uh, you know, there was fraud. There, there still may well be allegations of fraud every turn uh, in any type of situation like this, but they're turning it into a lottery from a first come, first serve. But they are giving out an extra hundred in what was phase three round one one of social equity retail and they're furthermore not going to get out any licenses i believe until 2025 only to social equity applicants they're getting they're coming down more stringent on the social equity applicants deals and paperwork with the incubator or the person who's funding them i mean it is brutal it's brutal that well, you know in, o in, in Oakland they put up all the money and and they and they have to be fifty one percent in control of the business. Well, in Oakland they were giving out grants as well, you know, and and they yeah, were, Oakland's a different they animal. Helping. I have not. I actually got a client that uh, a you potential know. client that I got to look into the Oakland program. Um, I'm really not sure exactly what that program's like, but here in LA, it's. Uh, it's brutal because there were a lot of big companies coming in trying to circumvent the rules on the social equity applicant uh, being in control. And I represented several of the social equity applicants. And my response was, 
They want to get in. If they want to wait till 2025, where you don't need to be a social equity applicant, anything, just anybody can apply. If you can find the property in a zone that's not undue concentrated, right. if you want to get in now on the back of somebody who was arrested, gone to jail, incarcerated, you know, that's what it's going to cost. But I mean, I understand the the issue, though, with, man, I'm giving this person 51 percent and, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow. I, 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 I sat with some of these these applicants myself. And, and to be honest with you, but just I don't had, try to screw me. No, I well, I had to walk away because I knew that they just didn't have the, the, the ability to operate the the business that I was looking to move forward to. And so in that situation and I could just have the conversation with them and go, no, man, you know, you know, there's no way I'm going to pony up a million dollars to, to give. Well, to you know you. what? But I mean, nice I'm sure I could have is- found one. But but there were several out there that didn't have that ability to to operate. You know, well, you know, what's nice in this in this what they've done is in the next round is because everybody in the first round have already secured property because that was a requirement yep. when you filed for mm-hmm. your life to get into very the, expensive the requirement. What was that? A very expensive requirement that that very expensive requirement. Many they took that out. So they took that out. So under in the second round, you're going to have. If you if you get the picked as a lottery recipient, you're going to have up to a year to find property, right? Because because now I mean people are fucking. I had a lot of people that had to bail out because you know mm-hmm. they're already holding property yeah. for a year. Yeah, yeah. I tell Which people that big when they money come into the to hold office, that property, lottery or no lottery, you're going to be have to carry in property for quite a while until you get your, you know you better yeah. budget that in and carry in the property. It's prohibitively um, expensive to go through the process. Right. So at least in this round, they are getting rid of that requirement, which I think will help a lot of applicants. You know, they'll be worth a lot when they get their authorization, if they're picked in the lottery to be able to go market or go find partners that aren't uh, that aren't going to screw them. So there's no doubt that there were a lot of questions um, over the last round of licenses that were given out and some irregularities and and, um, people getting in first and whatnot. But let's let's be honest about the number we're talking about here. We're talking about 100 licenses, you guys like it's not a grand number. It's one one hundred. One hundred. Yeah, like mini me. Let's let's put that into perspective. Let's not I wish I was sitting in front of Google right now, but let's put that into perspective for some of the other states that have cannabis programs, um, uh, places like Oklahoma, um, Colorado, um, their per popula, per capita access to cannabis um, in terms of retail locations dwarfs our uh, access to cannabis here in California. So uh, when it's like there's so many numbers. liquor stores everywhere. It's exactly. You know what I mean? There's a liquor store in every freaking corner. Thank Why you. can't you throw a cannabis store Thank in every you, corner and let let's the market, lower the prices yeah. and let people do what they need to do? Let win. the market because sort it out. Because bring in all the criminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It brings in the criminals, they say. No. Isn't yeah. that crazy that that's the out, yeah. like the yeah. criminals? And not only that, you hear well, what Trump just said. Well, the studies have clearly showed the opposite. Yeah, the no. opposite. They're Even safer, in Amsterdam. Cleaner. Yeah. Well, I, I think what's going to happen, though, is that I think a lot of these new operators that are getting in now will suffer later because there is going to be that time where it does become into Walmarts and liquor stores. It's going to be sold, I believe, just like a pack of cigarettes. And when that happens, you're still going to have your dispensary owner that's like, man, what happened well, to Well, just my- like the liquor store owner, right? Because well, the liquor store owner now, you can go to Costco and buy the bottle of Kirkland. Right. That's that bottle of Grey Goose. 100%. Love it. Yeah. And so I think... <laughs> Yeah, that's got gonna... a cup right here, player. Look at him. What? 
Oh, Backpack Boys. Eliminates the Backpack Boys. I, mean, I think it's time for the high five. Yes, yes, I would yes. agree with you. So many things we could talk to Ian about, but it's now time for the high five with Ian Rashman from Los Angeles Normal. It's so great to hear everything you have to say, and I appreciate you doing what you do yes. for the community and representing that black and brown like you do. I mean, I just really want to say that I appreciate you for doing that and uh, sticking your neck out for folks like us. And uh, appreciate you. For Thank doing you. That you guys, you guys have been such great supporters of Normal right from the get go. So I, I really have to thank you for your support. I brought a small little gift oh. to get you guys caught up with Mark. I see Mark's representing, uh, always representing. Yeah, there you go, always, brother. Always. Oh, Mark what? is always representing. So I brought you guys a pin oh, also. Thank now you. you're going to struggle to represent as well as Mark over there because he's got some fancy duds. But Joe, you, you've <laughs> lost some weight, so I know you're going to represent Whoa. well with this. Oh, well, thank you, thank you, you for noticing. Yeah, Mark you've never... lost a decent amount of weight since I saw you last. Yeah, Thank you, sir. It's, it's because Thank I've been you, carrying Mark around the show so much that it's, you know, helps me just and, lose and weight. Craig, Craig here's nice one for... saying Joe was, Joe was fat? No. Craig, here's one for you. Who can I trust to give it to you? Here, just stick it to his... Craig's going to say, not Pitt. None of them. <laughs> give it to the black guy, he said. <laughs> give it to Pitt. I trust him the most. Yeah, see that? Hey, Pinocchio, here we go. Question High five. five. Question number one with Ian Rassman from the Los Angeles Normal. How old were you the first time you got high, and where did you get it from? Uh, let's see, I was um, 19 in college. I was fairly late, I suppose. Oh, what school did you go to? Uh, I was up at Cuesta. Cuesta? Where's that? Yeah, San Luis Obispo. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, a little bit up north. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, right up in Central Coast. Question number two of the high five. I guess uh, Craig's. What sleeping. is your best? What? 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 <laughs> oh my God! This, is why, you don't, way, this is why you don't smoke a joint to the way show. To use cannabis. I suppose back in the day it was uh, traditional flour. Like a nice. joint? Just a joint? Yeah. Nice. Thanks Very for joining good. us, Craig. Number three. Question number three of the high five. With Ian of Normal Los Angeles chapter. Hora después. Craziest place you've ever used cannabis or smoked it? Um, oh my goodness, going back, you know, you sparked a memory about the standing on the bus. Yeah. I was in Australia, I think in 2000 or 2001, um, doing a tour along the East Coast, and you end up in Byron Bay, and uh, and suddenly you're like, oh man, I'm like. 30 minutes from Nimbin. Nimbin is like the Venice Beach of like off the books, you know, back as it was in the 80s. Right, right, right. It's an off the books sort of place to go. And it was well known that the police didn't crack down on it or anything there. So headed off to Nimbin on a little, you know, 10 person shuttle bus with a bunch of other tourists, uh, backpackers. Um, we get up there. There's there's uh, two dispensaries in town. It's a small town. It's one street, maybe one intersection. Um, Two dispensaries um, and, and a hemp cannabis museum with the claims of the world's biggest joint. So I go into a dispensary, get what I was looking for, and I go out um, and um, consumed a little bit right there in the dispensary. And then I head out to go check out the museum. I come out of the museum and there's police cars everywhere. Like, oh, no. Um, oh, yeah. So the police showed up. Um, with uh, dogs and went in to raid the dispensaries. I swear to God, on the this was like tolerated in Nimbin, and the one freaking day I go there, the police decide to make an example of it and crack down, and they went into the dispensary and arrested mostly tourists. I don't think they actually 
arrested them, but they sort of processed them and brought them out. I come out of the museum feeling pretty good. I see what's going on. I'm like starting to get the shakes going, shit, I was just in there five minutes ago. Um, and they brought drug dogs in and if the dog sat down next to you so you're just watching from a distance going, oh, oh my god get them all watching. i was never there yeah i, I, don't, I don't know any of those run people. <laughs> yeah so anyway but they did release all the tourists we get back on the bus the tour guide's like okay that was that's not the Horrible. usual tour that we give <laughs> so we're gonna go that's to a little what? park and unwind and so we did we headed off to this little hill overlooking a lake and sat down and everybody talked about how they got busted by the police on their uh, tourist visit to Australia. Wow. Was, was, what a high and a low. The, the guy, yeah. So the bus thing, this guy sh- and, and a whole bunch of counter protesters showed up for this thing too. So you have this bus, uh, like a hippie old school bus converted and painted um, rainbow colors all over the place. And this guy in like a green one piece jumpsuit like the Riddler from Batman gets up and he starts with this microphone on the top of the bus and he's rallying people and like there's this chant and when the dog when the police dogs got out of the car they start this chant who let the dogs out and like the crowds shout back woo, 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 woo. exactly <laughs> um that was that was absolutely probably one of my more wild cannabis sure. experience because i was on the more or less the good side of that experience oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. if you're not getting cuffs on you're always woo. on the good side that's for by, sure. by minutes by literally just minutes Ooh, i missed that one fantastic like, that was a blessing definitely one of the crazier stories we heard all right ian We are on question number four of the Cannabis Talk 101. High five. High five. What is your go-to munchie when you get high? High. Probably ice cream, I suppose. Ice cream. What kind of ice cream? cream. Yes, be specific. What kind of ice cream would I not Ice cream. Ice cream is ice cream. I had some last night. I had a, uh, what is it? What kind did you have? I had the the strawberry shortcake, the... The, oh, the bars? Like the the strawberry shortcake yeah. bars are delicious. Yeah, you let them I can melt. go straight from the ice cream truck, though. The yeah, old yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I like, you know, you know it's I funny. As I just got those my son awesome. for the first yeah. time, I got him one of those taco ice creams. Oh, and he's Choco never, Taco. Yeah, Choco Taco. And at first I'm like, Mijo, let's get a taco ice cream. He looks at me sideways. I'm like, no. I go... They're really good, but he's looking at the list, and he's allergic to red dye, so he's like, he's very limited to what kind of ice creams right. he can get, right? So he finally decides on the, and this was about two weeks ago, he had it, and he goes, I gave my daughter a bite of it. Oh my God, they're like hooked. Where can we Choco get more Choco tacos? tacos? <laughs> Matter of fact, I think I'm going to bring them home. The UFO is good too, though. Oh yeah. The UFO is special. Those are all bomb Those right there. The okay, question truck. number five of the high five, Ian. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead, dead or alive. Dead or alive. <laughs> Who would it be? Uh, you know, it I be? think I'm going to go with um, Stephen Hawking or uh, Copernicus or Galileo or somebody that really had, um, that was responsible for uh, some profound discoveries about our place in the universe and really how small we are um, in comparison so to the So scientists, huh? Yeah. I, I, I'm a huge cosmology fan, just a big nerd when it comes to space. Um, and I think that would be cool to sit down and have a philosophical conversation, you know, why are we here with, with some of those people? How did you come up with this theories and how did you figure yeah, out all this? Right. What is your theory and... now, though, real quick? Let's just go into that. <laughs> <laughs> this might take another show. <laughs> I know. And it's so, you know, it's funny as you say that, Ian, I can trip out on that sometimes, too. Not only, like, when did they figure out it was round? When did they figure yeah. out space? When did you guys figure out the different flat. planets? Is and there's flat? a new planet. And this and yeah. that. It's just like, it's so baffling sometimes you feel like you're stoned. Yeah, you know, you have to sort of think about that sometimes when you look at what's going on in the world today and, and you know, just, just try and 
keep it in perspective. You know, we're just on this tiny little rock in the corner of the universe that nobody knows about spinning around this hot ball of fire. And, you know, and there you have it. So try and do some good each day um, and, you know, feel good about yourself. That was yeah, well said. That's it. Great way to wrap that's it up, it. brother. Anything else you want to plug before we let you go? Um, please do come support us at Los Angeles Norma. I mean, we are an all-volunteer organization. Um, so we're definitely looking for um, people in the community that have energy to give and want to join us. Please come check out lanormal.org. Um, we do regular uh, public monthly meetings where we bring in um, educational speakers, um, celebrities. I, you guys came on to our show. That was fantastic. Appreciated having you guys on our show a few months ago. You mean just the Pod Brothers? No, all four of you guys. Oh, was I there? Were we there? I don't remember. <laughs> were we there? You guys don't even remember it. See, they don't. They just put it on when you're. No, there, no, no. Dude. That was the actual uh, pre-recorded. <laughs> that was pre-recorded. <laughs> that was a pre-recorded show, Mark. Yeah, I remember we came. That was the I Tommy know. Chong show we had. Tommy Chong. Yeah, you're talking. Oh, about that's right. Okay, with, now I remember with the other group. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so, uh, so we definitely love. We're definitely looking right now for um, volunteers in our marketing, government affairs, membership, and community outreach departments. Um, so please, if you have some energy to, to, to give to pushing this industry forward, please do reach out to us. Um, these public monthly meetings that we do are um, free, and they're on the third Wednesday of each month at 4 p.m. Um, and uh, you can check us out on Facebook. It's Los Angeles Normal, uh, LinkedIn, LA Normal, and Instagram at Los Angeles Normal. There it is. There it is, guys. Hey, let, me, let me say one other thing really quick uh, to Ian. Uh, Tell me, Mark. I recently uh, had a quick uh, uh, conversation with Keith Stroop, yep. who, as you mentioned, the founder of uh, Normal yeah. years ago. He is going to be, be coming on Cannabis Talk 101 uh, shortly as well. Oh, we'll fantastic. Yeah. Have him. And oh, my goodness. Glad you were able to D come on. That guy has got some stories. I mean, he, yes. has, he has the stories. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's going to be an epic. <laughs> Uh, an epic episode of Cannabis Talk 101. Well, guys, out there, if you're listening, man, we, we do want you to go out to Cal Normal and, and make sure you go to normal.com. That's N-O-R-M-L, spelled normal. Um, .org. Dot .org. Again, and, and make sure you do support. Just donate a little time. Donate a little of your energy, a little bit of your mind, uh, maybe a little bit of your money. It's Cannabis Talk 101. Remember this. If no one else loves you, we, we do. do. Thanks for listening to another podcast of Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis, featuring Ian Rassman from Los Angeles Normal. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.